Matthew 7, verse 7 through 12, on page 1505. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks on the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a dish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask? So in everything, do to others that you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Amen. I find God's providence to be an amazing thing. I hadn't planned for this text of scripture to match up with the Sunday that we honor our graduates. But I think the message that we have for today is a very fitting one for such an occasion. For one of the greatest lessons that these five graduates will need to learn as they go out into the world is how to ask and how to seek and how to knock. For as they, as they leave this fall to go off on their own, they will be faced with new challenges. They will be living in a new environment, meeting new people, having new roommates. There will also be new expectations placed upon them, which, which means there are new levels of what it means to achieve success. Whether they are going into school or going into the military, their, their, their work will be more intense than they have ever seen before. And they won't have their parents around them to keep them on task. For some, there will be the stress of money, as colleges and universities are not cheap. Others will struggle with loneliness, at times feeling homesick and lost. And on their roughest days, they, they, they will have to deal with their issues with their parents far away. And there will be new obstacles that they'll have to hurdle as well. For they will face greater pressures from their peers. They'll be asked to cave to, to, to temptations such as drinking and drugs and sex. They'll be asked to compromise their faith, giving in to the, the new societal norms. This, this is why they, they'll need to learn how to ask and how to seek and how to knock. For though they may be a thousand miles away from home, there is one who will never leave them. He will always be there, ready to give his good gifts. So while these five will be challenged, we do not send them off without hope. And we see this hope in our scripture for today. As we're getting closer to the end of the Sermon on the Mount, it is, it is in our passage for today that we're, we're, we're actually finishing off a lengthy section that began in chapter 5 of Matthew's Gospel. You see, in, in that chapter, in verse 17, Jesus said this, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them but to fulfill them. 
And from that point on, Jesus had been spending his time teaching his disciples how to live a righteous life, a, a kingdom lifestyle as attested to in the law and the prophets. And today we've reached the end of that section. And to sum everything up, Jesus gives to us the golden rule. Look at chapter 7, verse 12. So, in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. This is what is known as an inclusio. It's a, it's a word sandwich, if you will. Christ is the fulfillment of the Old Testament writings, and one of the ways he fulfills those words is by instructing us in their true meaning. So for the past two chapters, Jesus has been demonstrating what the law and the prophets looks like when they are lived out. This is the righteousness that a person needs in order, in order to surpass that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, in order to enter into the kingdom of heaven. It is that holy standard that, that focuses more on the interior than it does on the exterior. Not only must you not murder, but you must not harbor anger within as well. You must, you must have love for your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You must be perfect or complete with the perfection that your heavenly Father has. And you must do your acts of, of righteousness in secret. Things like giving and praying and fasting, they must not be used as tools to garner the praises of men. And you must not store your treasures up on earth, either through greed or through worry, but you must store your treasures in heaven, trusting in the goodness of your Father to take care of the rest. This means seeking His righteousness and His kingdom. But as you're doing all these things, you must also be wary lest you become judgmental and self-righteous. Sound difficult? It is. What, what, what Christ has laid before you is a, a righteousness that is impossible to attain, at least in your own strength. You see, entrance into the kingdom demands perfection. Not just outwardly, but inwardly as well. And if you try to achieve it on your own, you will fall utterly short. You are going to need help. Which leads us to our passage for today. Look at verses 7 and 8. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Anyone who has ever taught knows the importance of repetition. And in the Jewish tradition, when a person wanted to stress a certain message, they would often repeat things three times. This is why in the book of Revelation, we see the four living creatures saying, saying these words, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. 
For it is God's holiness that they are most enthralled by. In our, in our verses here, Christ wants, wants to demonstrate the vital importance of these words. Ask. Seek. Knock. Three different words describing one action. But not only does he use three different words to convey this message, but he, but he repeats them again. In other words, Christ is he's practically shouting, pay attention. Now these, these words, ask, seek, and knock, they're words of request and pursuit. It's, it's going after something. Jesus, he wants, to, he wants to show you the importance of seeking God in prayer. It is, it is this vital necessity of going to your Father with your requests. Another thing to notice in this passage is that this asking and this seeking and this knocking, they all come with promises. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. What Jesus is saying is that, is that you should be confident when you come to your Father. For if you pray, you will get it. But what exactly should you be praying for? A passage like this will often get misused when it's taken out of its context. Jesus isn't telling you that, that whatever you pray for, God will do. For instance, if you pray for that raise at work, God isn't obligated to give it to you. If you're praying for healing, He isn't compelled to remove your suffering. If you pray for good grades, it doesn't mean that an A is coming your way. No. Jesus places these words in a certain context because he wants you to ask for something specific. And the context is the inclusio that I mentioned, that, that word sandwich that began with Christ fulfilling the law and the prophets and ends with the, the golden rule which sums up the law and the prophets. It is this righteousness that you should seek after, this kingdom living to which the Old Testament testifies and which Christ has called you to. Brothers, sisters, do you see it? Jesus had just given challenging, challenging instruction. He had taught on a difficult way to live your life. Something that you cannot do in your own strength. And so he gives you this advice. Ask. Seek. Knock. What he is saying is this. If you want to follow me, then you're going to have to live this lifestyle. And if you're going to live this lifestyle, then you're going to need help. You can't do it alone. You need your Father. Now, perhaps you're saying to yourself, but Pastor, you, you don't understand how much help I really need. 
My, my sins are, are many. And I don't think that even God can, can help me to change. I'm not even sure if God would want to help me to change. If this is you, then listen up. For these next verses are of vital importance. Look at verses 9 through 11. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Here we see this comparison between the, the, the evil of men and, and the goodness of God. Christ presupposes man's sinfulness and God's goodness. And yet, even though men are evil, they're capable of doing good. Sure, their, their good deeds might be tainted, but when, a, but when a child asks for bread or for a fish, uh, a father, he, he won't hesitate to give him that. He won't try to fool his child by, by giving him a stone or a snake. Now, bread and fish were the staples of the Galilean diet. So these disciples that he, he was teaching to would have, would have understood this illustration. They would have taken it to heart. If your child asked you for sustenance, which of you wouldn't feed him? We all do it, right? We all take care of our children even though we're sinful, sinful people. You see, what Jesus is doing here is he is asking you to trust in the goodness of God. If a, if a human father, a, a sinful man, takes care of his own children by giving to them what they need to live, then, then won't your heavenly Father, who is the definition of what goodness is, give to you what you need as well? Let me ask you, do you trust in the goodness of God? Do you believe that he has your best interest at heart? Or do you think that he will give you a stone instead of bread? Or a snake in place of a fish? If, if wicked men are, are capable of doing good, then how much more your heavenly father? This is why you should ask and seek and knock. For your good Father has good gifts to impart to you. But the question remains, what is this good gift? In the Gospel of Luke, we find Jesus given this same teaching in, in another setting, another context. And, and we are given an answer as to what he is referring to. Look at Luke chapter 11, verse 13. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This help that God gives to his children is his Holy Spirit. Because without the, without the Holy Spirit, that kingdom lifestyle, that, that righteousness that surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, it will be foreign to you. 
This is what is what God meant when he, he spoke to the prophet Isaiah these words. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will, I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. In order to follow God's decrees and to, and to keep his laws, you must first have his Holy Spirit. Dear friends, the, the Christian life is not an easy one. There are temptations all around you. And your, your sinful nature craves them. But if you ask the Father for his help, he will send you his Holy Spirit who will lead you and guide you. This is, this is what we read about in our first scripture reading. Look at Galatians 5 verse 16. So I, I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. So when you are facing that temptation and are in need of help, whether it is at home or at work or off, off to college or in the military, then ask, seek, and knock, and the Holy Spirit will guide your steps. For when you walk in the Spirit, His will will become your desire. This is the process of God's sanctifying work in your life. It is a letting go of your will and submitting to His. But to do this, you need His help. So ask, seek, knock, and the Holy Spirit will, will lead you on that path of righteousness that Christ has set before you. And what is that path? Well, it can be summed up in our last verse. Look at verse 12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. In just a few words, Jesus puts forward this rule of thumb that is applicable, applicable to a million scenarios. You see a, a vehicle with a flat tire on the side of the road due to others. The, the cashier at the checkout counter gives you too much change due to others. A person who has sinned against you comes looking for forgiveness due to others. This... This requires humility. It means putting yourself at the bottom and, and everyone else at the top. It's an impossible task in your own strength, but it is exactly what Jesus did for you. He, he humbled himself when he went to the cross, paying the penalty for your sins. He didn't have to do this, but he chose to do this because he loves each and every one of you. And for all those who repent and trust in him, those who ask, those who seek, those who knock, 
they will be given the good gift of the Holy Spirit. They will find a righteousness that is not their own, helping, to, helping them to live out this kingdom lifestyle. Today, as you walk out these doors and venture on to new things, facing new challenges and new temptations, when you feel lost and lonely and like the world and, and, and Satan is out to get you, when you feel like tossing in the towel and giving up the good fight, just remember you have an advocate who is always with you. And he gives to you his good gift. He gives to you his Holy Spirit. So ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. Let us pray. Father, we are so thankful that you are good to your children. That when we ask, we receive. That when we seek, we find. And when we knock, the, you, you open the door for us. You have always been there for us with your good gift, with your Holy Spirit. We ask now that you would guide and direct our steps. Help us to help us follow in the footsteps of your Son. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.